Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Show me the money! I need to feel you, Jerry! Show me the money! Jerry, you better yell! Show me the money! We like, like the juice, juice huh? Yeah. Juice is good. Very good. So good. All right, it is the Cashin' Out Podcast with Anthony Rothman, Moneyline Mark, and I'm Scotty Vegas. And first of all, guys, I got beat pretty bad this weekend. How was, how was the weekend for you guys? Started out great. I mean, I, I took the Eagles on Thursday night. I, I like that offense getting those points. I like the balance getting those points. Then I get the, the absolute pleasure of Tommy and the boys taking a knee when, you know, they could have punched it in and covered. They don't. I'm thinking I'm getting off to a great start. And then it just was like hammer time. I just, I don't know what hit me, man. I'm still kind of groggy from the weekend. But, you know, Bleakser and I were at the uh, Jackets game on Thursday. That's right. He went over, which was great. And they, The Jackets score within the first, what, 40 seconds, Mark, or whatever it was. And you've yep. got over, what, three and a half goals for the Jackets? Yep. So he's got the over. So I look at him, I go, this is either going to be a lock and a pleasure cruise or the worst bad beat when, you know, you get that first goal in the first minute of the game. You think like it's a lock. Turned out it was. Floodgates open for the Jackets. So at least uh, Thursday night was great for us. I don't know how the rest of it was, but I, I, I look up and down the NFL. Yeah, the Packers covered. They were supposed to cover against the Bears. Um, yeah, the Rams were laying a big number. I think what I noticed mostly this weekend, and I could be wrong, I have to check again because I wrote it down, was that the biggest favorites all covered. Yes. Yes. And in, in fact, when you and I were doing this last week, Moneyline Mark was out partying in, in, in Las Vegas. Mm. Um, we we were we actually were looking at the lines, we were guessing the lines, we're gonna do that again. And we said, Okay, right off the top of our head, we like these favorites in a money line parlay. The problem is I didn't take that advice and I tried to throw the Browns in there and the Browns screwed everything well, up here's, for me. Here's the problem. with, And first of all, that's such a good play by you to take the Browns. Now, I was on the cards early and then when the COVID cloud came over, I switched. But I also was on this philosophy. Cards were coming up two massive wins in their division, Rams and Niners, coming across the time zones. Stefanski was 6-0 and after a loss since he took the Browns job. There was a feel, uh, no Chandler Jones, no Hudson, their center. They're carrying that goose egg into Cleveland. It's always tough to protect the undefeated season. And I thought, okay, this is the time. I had zero problem with you doing that. It made sense. And the thing just was atrocious defensively. But all the big favorites, and I got Packers, Colts, Rams, Chiefs, all of the biggest favorites on the board, all covered. And the Cowboys get the most unlikely cover yesterday. When when Dak gets to walk off in OT, you know Touchdown. the you know the funny thing, and, and Mark, I want to hear about your weekend here in a second. But uh, the funny thing is, I was going through these one o'clock games. Every single favorite, not only won but covered 
in the one o'clock games, which generally I like betting favorites and, and just taking them on the, on the money line. But then in the afternoon, the four o'clock, uh, we had uh, the Browns get upset. The Raiders upset the Broncos, which I know that, Mark, you called. And uh, and then the Cowboys won in, in crazy fashion. Mark, how was the weekend? How'd you end up doing? Pretty rough. Um, my fantasy team took a bath um in one of my leagues my other one we ended up winning by like one point but i got crushed in the one and then that that ravens uh chargers game completely yes destroyed me i wasn't expecting that i mean that was just a bloodbath it wasn't even close you know six points by the chargers um huh. I, I was just shocked by that so that was surprising and then to add uh injury to insult you know last night my daughter's uh softball team lost in the championship oh jeez. So it was just a. Uh, but did they cover? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was the over yeah. under? <laughs> <laughs> I, they definitely would have been the favorite, and then oh. they just got. They really got upset. So, so you, uh, we should have been on the opponent on the money line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to Mark. You cannot withhold this this information that we need every week. That seems like a a, a big one. Um, listen, Dallas is now six and zero against the number. That's a freaky cover in overtime. I mean, I don't, they may be the only team that's undefeated against the number they this are. year. They are. I think they are. Um, they were know, the only undefeated the other, going into the week. Here's the other thing, and I think people were on Cincinnati this week, but they were the Cincinnati was a road favorite of at least three points or more for the first time in like four years. That's not a, a usually a comfortable spot for them, but you're betting against the Lions. And, you know, Miami went up on Jacksonville 13-3. to three. You think, okay, this they're going to cover. And the Jacksonville winds up winning outright. Um, in their their nice comfortable London location, so um, you know Aaron Rodgers against the Bears that was kind of a foregone conclusion. Ten and three against the number, he's ten and three outright at Chicago. Uh, the public liked the Bears in that situation, home field uh, rivalry game, and they actually had the cover until they didn't. So Rodgers marched him down. So um, and then Kansas City, right? They're they're the the anti cover darling. Here's a chance to get Washington at home, and they get absolutely trounced. So a lot of things did a little of the opposite. You just had to be, you just had to kind of pick and choose and kind of piecemeal your, your card together this weekend. And it did not work out great for me. I don't think I got completely hammered, but uh, I look kind of look around the scoreboard and you kind of know what you had and what you didn't. But I agree with Mark. Um, the biggest surprise of the weekend was Ravens taking apart the Chargers. Yes. Like I'm okay with the Chargers losing maybe in a higher scoring game in the twenties or thirties, but not scoring less than seven. That makes no sense to me. And and that's what the NFL is. So you just gotta find your way in as far as trying to piecemeal a few together now. So we are gonna preview, we're gonna build a props parlay yep. for tonight. We've been successful. We won last week. Can uh, I give you one more little stat that yeah, I didn't give yeah. you about the Baltimore game, Mark? And and this may open your eyes too. Did you know that uh, Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator for Baltimore, is fourteen and one, fourteen and one against first year head coaches? So that should have given us a little wow. bit on on the Baltimore. It was hard to figure this versus the Chargers. By the way, the Chargers going into a bye. You think they're going to leave it all on the field? And here's the other thing: think about Baltimore's wins: sixty six yard field goal against the Lions. CH fumbles late in a game that you think Kansas City is going to beat them. And then they had to come back down 19 to the Colts. If there was any reason not to take Baltimore, it probably was that day. And look what happens. So there, the end of my sob story about the Chargers. It's funny you bring up trends because here, here's what I've found. 
in 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 looking at different trends in in previous games is you can find trends to match whatever narrative you want to match <laughs> right so uh, you pull up you, you pull up trends in a, in the trends will point towards one team and then you look at, at the trends and they'll point to another team so to me i i hate when people bring up, oh, well, mm-hmm. there are one in four of the last five times they played against the spread. Well, I mean, you can you can find other spreads, other situations that go the exact opposite way. So I, I kind of ignore trends. Uh, that's just well, my opinion. They've, the the uh, kind of the old joke, you know, stats are like hostages. You can get them to say what you want them to say. Um, there's a, a feel, though, when they work you're kind of like, why didn't I do that? Yeah. Like it makes it, why did I go against all that great information? True. And then sometimes the information just fails and it, it certainly has, has failed at times, but how it worked with Aaron Rodgers against the bears. And then it, it completely backfires against some others. Like the thing about the Cowboys, I mean, to be undefeated against the number, I guess that's real. I don't know. Some, some football God shined on them. Cause how often do you get a walk off cover needing a touchdown in overtime? True. So rare. Yeah. I mean, the Cowboys yeah. were the wrong side in that entire football game, and they end up covering because of overtime. Yeah. So, all right, before we get into tonight's building the props on the on the Bills-Titans game, one thing that we did last week, and I want to continue it because it was pretty fun, is guessing the lines for next week. And here's what I want to do. I want to generate a little point system here. I'm not, we're not going to do every single mm-hmm. game, but we're going to do the games of interest. And, uh, Mark, you're going to guess what you think the line's going to be for next week. Anthony, you will, and I will as well. I haven't seen any of these lines. I just see the games. Um, I actually have a little piece of paper taped up to block myself from okay. from seeing the lines. So we're going to give a point to whoever, whoever gets closest to the actual uh, line. So let's start out with Denver at Cleveland. Mark, you get the first shot at what you think that line is going to be. It's a Thursday night game, Denver at Cleveland. I think the Browns will be favored by three and a half. Okay. Anthony? Mm. That's pretty close. I, w- I was going to kind of err on that number. I might err a little higher. And uh, just based on Chubb coming back, Brown's coming off a loss. Now, we don't know about Baker. We assume he's going to be okay. But Denver just gets slaughtered. So I think you're going to have to pay a little more of a premium on the Browns. So I'll say Browns minus four and a half. Okay. I was initially going to go five. Okay. So I'm a little bit higher than both of you. So. Three and a half, four and a half, five, and the correct line is okay. It's four, so it's right in between. No. Right in between you, you two. Half so point. Half point each way there. All right, let's go. Bengals at Ravens. So Bengals at Ravens next Sunday. Mark, you go first. I'd say Ravens favored by six and a half. Sounds right. I just I feel like I feel like they're going to want to make the public like buy one way or the other. So I'm going to say Ravens by seven. Okay, I think you guys are a little high. I'm going to say four. I think you know I, I'm going to say four. Just took apart the Chargers. I, they're at home. Yeah, I think that's still too many okay. points. But let's, let's see. The answer is oh god. The answer is seven. Is it really? The answer Ooh. is seven. Wow. All right, Anthony. Well, that's, I'm just thinking the way they would think. you got to make the public buy one way or the other. And I think if it was six yeah. and a half, you would take Baltimore. But anyway, 
Okay, I'll next. Take it. We'll, we'll skip over Panthers Giants. Uh let's go to the Washington football team at Green Bay Packers. Washington football team at Green Bay. Um uh, Packers will be favored by a decent amount. That's got to be a double digit spread. It's at Lambeau. They're yeah. cooking right now. I would say ten and a half. Mark? That's what I was gonna say too. Uh so I'll just say ten. Okay, you guys have been better at this than me. I still think that's high. I'm gonna go eight. Correct answer is ten. Exactly ten. Mark gets the right point. The oh my goodness. I lost is... by half a point. Welcome to my life. This is great. Just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So one and a half for you guys, zero for me. I suck at this. Um, let's go with the let's see, boy, there's a lot of bad games next week. Let's go yeah. with the Lions at the Rams. No. <laughs> Pick the Lions at How the high Rams. can the spread be? We'll let you go first now then. All right. Well, you bat me off. Let me really think this one through. I got. I have to get a win in this. So, I, it's got to be. It's got to be close big. to two touchdowns. I'm going to go big. thirteen and a half. Give me thirteen and a half again. I think I would take the Rams and lay the thirteen and a half. It's not on the key number for me. At least I don't feel like it. So I'm actually going to go the other way and say the Rams by fourteen and a half. Okay. Because it'll be because basically the whole public will be on the Rams. Lions suck. Rams are at home. So what does the book have to do? They've got to try to get some people to take the Lions. 13 and a half is not going to make them take the Lions. Now, I could be wrong. I may eat my words in a second, but I'm going to go 14 and a half. Okay. Mark? I'll take 14. Oh, okay. So I have to have it go under. And the correct answer is, oh, no, 15 and a half. 15 and a half. So, that's a lot. That's that's a ton. Anthony now. I'll take it. Two and a half points. Uh all right. I, I need I need I gotta make up some some ground here. Three games left. Let's go. Bears, Bears. at Buccaneers. By the way, next week, next week's games really point to a lot of money line favorites, in my opinion, next week. But uh all right, so Bears at Buccaneers. Mark, you go first. I don't I have a feeling it's gonna be similar to the last one. Uh, I'll take 13 and a half. Anthony, which I'm sorry. Give me bear uh, bears at bucks. Mark says 13 and a half bears at bucks. This one's a little different kind of believe in the bears defense. just a little more um, kinds of kind of a nice little setup there with, I mean, obviously Tampa is going to win this game. You feel like that's not an issue. It's a little higher than I think I would go 13 and a half. Tampa didn't cover last week. Give me, give me, give me Tampa by 12 and a half. Okay. I'm glad you said 12 and a half. I'm going above the 13 and a half. I'm going to 14 oh. and a half. Uh, Tampa Bay at home. I just feel like that's the play. And it is, oh, it's 13. It is exactly 13. So that's a split with you two, right? You said, thir- I said 12 and a half. And, and, you said 13 and a half. 13 and a half. Nice. Yeah, we're at 13. Jeez, you guys are good at this. Half number. point. All right. Next, another. Big time matchup. We got the Houston Texans. <laughs> he loves. At, by the way, last week you did the same thing. You picked the direct games. Well, these are all. I, I'm yeah. telling you, next week these games are awful because it's a bye week for most teams. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Texans at Cardinals. Oh my goodness! Might be the biggest spread of the year. What is the biggest spread of the year? Do we know? Uh, yeah. Let's go. What was it? 
how high can these go? Like, yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm just trying to think. In the first six weeks, what has been the highest spread? Do we? There's have there is there been one over 17 points? I don't think so. I don't think there have. I mean, this is in college. They're not going to make this a 20 point spread. No. Yeah. Um. This game is at Arizona. Yep. All right. So again, I'm going to apply my same theory. Public will be on Arizona all day to light them up. And yep. so I'm got if I'm a bookmaker, I got to do something to at least get close to making people take Houston. And it may be somewhere in the 18 point range. Woo. So give me 18, 18. All right, Mark, <laughs> I'll take 16 and a half. Ooh, 16 and a half. You, you both have been very good. Very close. I'm going to say, ooh, 18. I'm going to, I'm going to say 17. Please be me. Yes. Right on the number. Wait, what? 17. Oh yes. my goodness. Okay. This last That's one, amazing. by the way, contest That's is still unreal. on the line. This one is actually worth five points in our contest. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> this is the month. This is next. He just uh, created a new five point shot in basketball. <laughs> so this is for the win. Okay. Basically. All right. Colts at 49ers. This is the prime who go, time Who has game. to go first? Uh, I guess I'll go first. I'm in last right. place. I should go. I should go first. Let me go with. See this one. Uh, let me go six. 49ers. Six. Anthony. Uh, I think it's less than six. Um, I'll go. Uh, Four and a half. Mark. Niners, four and a half. I'll take Niners, three and a half. Oh, my. The correct answer is one of us is dead on. It's not me. <laughs> it is Mark. It is oh, three nice. and a half. So good call. But that it's funny looking at these games. I'm telling you right now, this leads to an absolute money line parlay next week because uh, of favorites, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of blowout games. There is uh, the Ravens are a seven point favorite. The Packers are a 10 point favorite. The Patriots are a 10 point favorite. The Rams are 15 and a half. The Buccaneers are 13. Give me, give me the Cardinals are right. 17. So tell me this. Give me those teams again. The ones you like on the money line. Uh, okay. Cause I, I'm going to build something real fast just to see what early, how many you'd have to put in there? Uh, Ravens. All right. So give over the Ravens yeah, on the money line. Okay. You got the Packers over Washington. Let me know. Some of these aren't even on the board yet. Um, you got the Patriots over the Jets. Well, um, you know what? I may not be able to build this right now. Hang on. Let me see if I can get to. Uh, here we go. All right. So we have Baltimore over Cincy on the money line. Patriots over the Jets. What else? Packers? Packers are in there. Packers, go ahead. Rams. Rams. Wow. Uh, Buccaneers. Massive favorite. Bucks. And Cardinals. And Cardinals. This is going to be nothing. Um, let's go. Well, it's not bad. It's not awful. A little bit under two to one. <laughs> okay. You know what? I. I would be okay with that. Yeah. The one that actually kind of makes me a little nervous is, well, there may not be one that really is nerve wracking right now in that one. A lot of. Say maybe Tampa. No, Tampa's not going to lose. A lot of trash games next week. Don't think Cincinnati can go into Baltimore and win, although it could be very competitive. But yeah, 
Yep. 1.83 to 1. Okay. On just that simple, what is that, a five-game, six-teamer? Five, six-teamer. Packers, Rams, Pats, Bucks, Cards, Ravens. Yeah. One of them will lose. One of them's going to lose, you said? Yep, one of them will lose. Yeah, that's usually the case, but this week, all the favorites have come through. Basically, all the big favorites came through. Let me just throw in tonight, throw in Buffalo just for the you-know-what of it and see what it does. It takes it up to 2.78 to one. So almost another. I don't think I would. I don't think I'd throw in Buffalo on the road. Yeah. Just saying money line. All right. Let's go. Let's take a quick look at the futures, Super Bowl futures, college football futures. We do this every week just to kind of figure out uh, where we're at, if there's anything we like. And then also then build that props parlay yep. that will hopefully cash again as it did last Monday night. Uh, first off, Super Bowl odds. Uh, Bills now the favorite, officially the favorite, the lone favorite at plus 450. Buccaneers plus 500. You got the Chiefs now after the win. They're at plus 750. You got the Rams at 8-1. to one. Again, let me ask you guys, if I give you the Chiefs and the Bills – Versus, or I'm sorry, if I give you the Buccaneers and the Bills versus the field, which way would you guys go? You know, it's pretty risky because of injuries, right? You never know. You're giving us two against the field. It's not bad. Um, and, you know, you're giving us AFC, NFC, so if we could just get one in the game, you know, we'd have a shot at winning. Um, I'd probably be inclined – to turn it down. I, and I'm going against my instincts because I do like Buffalo and I like them before with the value. I just see these teams like Green Bay and the Rams and Dallas and Baltimore. There, there's just a little too much in the field for me. Plus, you're handing me Kansas City. And by the way, here's the other thing. Don't forget this. We're two weeks before the trade deadline. These teams can still improve. Kansas City can still go out and help their defense. And if they do then suddenly you may feel different about this in two weeks. So I love the two teams you offer, Tampa and Buffalo, and and certainly one of them could win it. But I think if you're giving me Kansas City, Arizona, the Rams, the Packers, the Ravens, the Cowboys, dare I say it, even the Browns, Chargers might circle back. I'm just getting a little too much, I think, in the field. What do you think, Mark? I agree. I mean, there's way too many teams, and – you know, when, you know, a lot of these stars didn't even play in the preseason. I mean, there's so the extra uh, game at the end of the regular season, so much time left, injuries. It's just way too early to tell. I, I wouldn't, I would pass on that as well. Okay. So now let me give you guys the opportunity to get a value Super Bowl pick in here Dallas Cowboys, 10 to 1. Yeah. What are they on your site? They're 12. Yeah. 12, done. Undefeated. I mean, they're gonna, other they're, than that one loss to, win the division. to the Bucs, they've been undefeated against the spread. They're yeah. probably the one seed based on their schedule. Well, you're right about one thing, that home field advantage wouldn't be going through Dallas. So that would be, you know, a little bit. But the value of 12-1 to 1 on that team right now, it almost seems a little absurd. Now, maybe this Dak-Calf thing, they've got 13 days to get ready for the next game. There's no fear of them, in my mind, losing the division. So that helps. And I would think the value for me is on Dallas. Mark, who's your value you play? What do you have the Ravens at on there? Ravens are at 10. I'd probably go there. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. Okay, so let me give you I, – I gave you the favorites. Here, here are some of the other odds. You got the Packers at 10, the Ravens at 10. You got the Cowboys at 12. You got the Browns now down to 20. A uh, couple other ones, the Chargers – or I'm sorry, the Cardinals are at 12. The Chargers are now at 25. I kind of like that as far as value goes. I, mm-hmm. You know, I think yeah. one bad I loss like yesterday, too. but 25 to one to win it 25, all 25. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I, I think that's as low as you go. I don't think you, this would be the time to grab them. I agree with you. The perception is a little down with only scoring six points. I think that's too much value on that team that on any given Sunday could light you up. And I like it. I, I look at what I did. I just went with the two of the offensive teams that I felt like Dallas and the chargers. And if they get in there, they're going to be scary for anybody. I mean, I, I do like a little more of the completeness right now. Arizona's defense certainly looked really good against Cleveland. Let's see what Kansas city does to improve their defense. What do they have Kansas city at now? Seven fifty. It's not bad. It's really, it's not bad. It's just not, an, it doesn't seem like quite enough. You would have died for that before the year. But if they can kind of right themselves, you just got a little bit of an issue with that division because they're, I mean, they're only a game back of the Chargers. So I actually, actually, Kansas City, I think I just talked myself into it. Seven and a half to one's not bad. Yep. Yep. I like that. All right. Let's move on to college football. A little bit of the futures there. Uh, Let's start out the fact that I texted you on Friday night and I said, Ohio State right now, I could get them at 12 Mm -hmm. to one. Should I do it? And Mm -hmm. I, and I should have done it. I should have done what it. What are they down to? They are now down to eight to one. Yeah. Still good, but that twelve to one seemed like a total gift. Yes. Is that from Iowa losing? Uh that they came down? Probably. Probably yeah. assuming okay, Iowa's not quite as good. Right. Absolutely. Um, but we kind of knew that they were overrated. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So looking at the odds, now we've got Georgia plus one twenty five, Alabama plus two twenty five, Ohio State. Eight to one. I actually think there's some value in this next one now. Uh, I'm starting to buy in on them, and that's Oklahoma at fourteen to one. I think there's value because I think yeah. there's a great chance that they get into the playoff. Gonna have to beat Oak State on the road. Yes. Right? I mean that's yes. not a, there's that that could be. What is Oak State? I'm just curious. Uh, give a guess. I mean they're undefeated. They're top ten. What are they? Twenty five to one. Fifty. Okay, so whoever comes out of that's going to get in. Like you got to assume Oklahoma and Oklahoma State will get there, and then let the hedging begin. Now you'll probably be hedging on the favorite, which will suck. But if 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 Oak State actually takes down the Sooners later in the year and wins the Big Twelve and they're undefeated, they're going in. I don't think Cincinnati's getting in over an undefeated Big Twelve champ. Now I think somebody's got to win back to back, right? Oh, either Oklahoma mm-hmm. or Oklahoma state are probably going to have to play each other mm-hmm. again in the big 12 championship game. So you'd have to sweep. It's a good point. I just think 50 to one, but you're right. It's, and that's the other reason to worry about Oklahoma a little bit. Cause well, the loser of the big 12 cha- who, who like if you beat them once and then you beat them and then the other team wins, what happens? That's a great question. I mean, maybe at that point, Cincinnati goes. Yeah. Mark, any thoughts, college uh, futures? I like that Oklahoma one. When I was in uh, Vegas last week, they had a, a futures bet that was 
basically Georgia and Alabama versus the field in the final. And I was like salivating over that, but I didn't end up taking it. Um, you know, I definitely would now because I'm, I think uh, Ohio State, Oklahoma, I think those are great bets right now. That's and I think Ohio State's going to beat Penn State. And we don't know what's going on with Clifford, but you and I thought the value was crazy on Penn State. What is it now? It's still 80. 80 to 1 80 on to Penn 1 State. If they could win. So really it comes down to them trying to win that one game against Ohio State. And if they were able to do that, now they'd still have to they still have to beat Michigan, but they get them at home. And I do think they will be they could beat Sparty at the end of the year in East Lansing. Then they got to go and they've got to wind up, they got to beat. Well, then they could get revenge against Iowa in a Big Ten title game. Does Penn State have enough to win out? Well, it's really coming to the shoe and trying to win here, and that's difficult. So, uh, but 80 to 1? What's Michigan's at? Michigan is at 25. Yeah. And Michigan State is 66. No. The value's on Penn State. The value. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you got to bet it. It just means that you could have great hedge value if they make the final four. You have them at 80 to one. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty strong. I mean, that's, that's quite an amount of cash to have on them. I do think that the bet right now to be made, looking at the schedule, you know, with Ohio State playing the way they are, I know they're not playing any world beaters right now. We'll find out in a couple of weeks against Penn State, but if they get past that game, then all things are possible, and you have them at eight to one. Uh, Bama's a little two twenty-five. If they lose to they, they can't backdoor in. By the way, they lose to Georgia, they're done right. with two losses. Yeah. So I don't like that. Um, I think you guys nailed it. It's Ohio State, it's Oklahoma, and in my mind, it's Penn State as far as what I'd sprinkle on. That that'd be that'd be where I am. Those are all good bets. All right, it is time now. It's Monday night football. Bills at Titans. The line is six. Uh, the over-under number is 53. It's time to build a props mm. parlay that's twice cashed for us in this uh, the, on these. So let's go ahead. Uh, first off, feelings mark on the line of tonight's game. Do you have a feeling one way or the other uh, on, the, on the plus six, minus six, Tennessee, Buffalo? You know, I picked Tennessee to win this game money line what last week, so I, I'm kind of sticking with that. I know it's a long shot, but I, I'm kind of sticking with it. Is, it, is there any updates uh, AR on AJ Brown? Yeah, he's he came down. He, he's, he's done. He's think, not playing. I don't believe he's playing, but let me double check that. I, I looked at it just about an hour ago, and I don't believe he is going to play. Um, so that could be an issue. Let me see. Yeah, I mean, I think that matters for yeah. sure. Uh, if I can get you the latest, just want to make sure before I give out bad information here because it actually may go the other way. Uh, no, nothing nothing yet, but I'll keep searching. I'll keep – let me see if I can if I can find it. Could have sworn that he was in, a, in an issue with an illness, right? Yeah, yep. Just came up like last night or something. Oh, here. Okay. Well, it was kind of a, yeah, that's the, the troubling update. But no, I actually, I don't have anything official yet. I thought I did. So he's, you know, s- severely questionable. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I like Tennessee upsetting them for some yeah. reason. Bills are tough, but I know it's a long shot, but I, I'm just going to stick to my guns on that one. I kind of like Tennessee plus six. 
I don't like Tennessee necessarily to win the game, but I do kind of like them plus six. Um, they can score. I mean, they can absolutely score. So uh, their defense is awful. Their defense sucks. That's so the logic tells you that the Bills should be able to blow them out of the water with points, right? They're averaging 40 points a game right now, and their defense is coming along for the ride. In fact, their defense in the red zone has been great. Five for 14 on their opponents scoring in the red zone. Uh, that Tennessee defense, you guys talked about it, that is fast and loose. That is a bad defense. The look-ahead line, uh, this thing completely ballooned because of how Buffalo has played lately, and probably rightfully so. Um, you know, on the road, primetime game, uh, here come the big bad Bills, Tennessee trying to do something here with, with Derrick Henry and, and Tannehill. But, you know, with A.J. Brown – being questionable and putting this all in the hands of Tannehill and Derrick Henry, I'm I'm leaning the other way. Okay, so let's not throw and <laughs> into this props parlay. Let's not throw the the spread if if we both kind of disagree on it. Because I tell you, last week when we did this, we did not put in uh, a spread <laughs> of the game. We just took player props. And I think you and I, I we, we figure tonight's going to be a high-scoring game. There's going to be points. There's going to be a lot of yards. So I think we we stay away from that number. What is the over-under? There's a lot of firepower in this game, too. There's yeah. a ton of a ton. stars in this game. Yeah. And last week, we got into a situation where the, the game script just worked out perfectly for us in the fact that the Ravens got behind and had to throw, throw, throw to catch up. This Buffalo secondary is really good lately. I know they haven't played – ton of great teams, but, you know, Tannehill has um, hit his under on yards three of the five games so far, and you take away Brown if that's going to happen against this defense, and it, it doesn't strike me as something that that I would lean on Tennessee here. I mean, honestly, the one that I like with Derrick Henry has nothing to do with his, his ground yardage. It's receiving yards. Like, what's his? what do they have for Derrick Henry receiving yards? I think this could be a sneaky box check for us. He's got uh, he's, he's got 13 receiving yards, Scotty, in four of his first five games. 18 is the number. Okay. Receiving yards? Receiving so, yards. So that means I'm behind the trend because I saw this at 12 and a half, and I was salivating. Yeah. 18's a whole different. But if you, have the, if you take away A.J. Brown, the absence of A.J. Brown, all of a sudden Derrick Henry as a pass catcher, which is amazing because he's such a big threat on the ground, he's on pace for a career year as a receiver. And I don't think he had any last week. So they might have to go back to him if Brown is out. So there may – and by the way, you guys think the game script's going to call for passing. But isn't that a weird one, Derrick Henry receiving yards? No yeah. wonder it went up to 18, because I saw it 12 and a half. It's interesting. And by the way, they, they do list A.J. Brown on here. Okay. They list him at over under 58. Now, <laughs> if A.J. Brown is out, then How you, do- you got to like. Do they pay off on that? Well, if you if you go over, I mean, you got to take over. No, I mean, if you make that bet and he and he's not active. Yes, yes, he absolutely. Oh, well, then you're. I mean, you're talking gotta, about like taking just, a Derrick Henry at 18 and saying, okay, if AJ Brown's out, will he, they still be okay accepting the the Derrick Henry prop? No, no, I meant the AJ Brown bet. I thought you were talking about an over under on AJ Brown. Yeah, but I mean, to parlay, you have to take the over. Well, what I'm saying is, if you bet the over on AJ Brown and then he's not active, 
then you're screwed. Your bet's screwed. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. All Just right. like getting hurt in the you know, first play of the game yeah. in this player prop. Well, I, you got to stay away from that. Yes, we're not touching. <laughs> yes, we're not touching that unless he's 100% going. And then you got to love 58 yards. Well, yes and no. I mean, if he if he's feeling good. Well, if they're going to be behind in the game back. and they're going to have to throw a lot. I do like that, but it's just it's risky. He's had a tough year, too. He, he's been very inconsistent. He's had some pretty bad games. What do you think about Emmanuel Sanders just scoring a touchdown? I'm staring at that one myself. He's got four touchdowns in their last three games. And Josh Allen can throw it all over the place. He's five targets in all of five of their games this season. High-scoring game, like you guys said. Sanders in the red zone. Against that defense, Buffalo's put up at least 35 in four straight games. How about an anytime Sanders touchdown? Is there something in there on that, Scotty? Absolutely. Let's see what we got. Touchdowns for Sanders is plus 150. Not amazing. What's uh, Knox at? Oh, he's plus 175, it looks like. Yep, plus one seventy five. So I almost take Knox over him on that. It always out a little bit better. It always scares me Dawson's Dawson's Creek Knox. All right. But it always scares me to take specific guys to score a touchdown. I I hate that. I you know, that's all luck to me. I think yardage numbers and receptions are more the way to go. All right. Passing yards rushing yards, number of catches, that kind of thing. All right, so are you out on the Derrick Henry receiving yards? No, I'm not. All right. So if if we put in Derrick Henry with three catches, three, because if he's right. getting 18 yards, he's probably getting three catches, right? So I'll give you this. He's gone 13 yards or more in all four of their other games. So he's four for five on that prop this year. I saw this number at 12 and a half. Then I saw it inch up to 13 and a half. You're now telling me it's at 18. 18. So they're on it. Yes. They know what's going on here. Then they're not going to get no one's stealing from the book on this one. They like, they can see it, but um, I, I'm not so sure I need his amount of catches, but you're right. It could correlate unless he just takes one and takes a little swing and then runs 18 year, which by the way, once he gets the ball in space, he could you, go. You can yeah. eat that up on one catch. It'd be possible. So here's the deal. Um, let me give you his, his situation. Um, this, this laid an egg last week. He had no catches. He had no targets and he had been trending. So he'd gone three, six, three, two. And he, and here are the yardages, 19, 55, 31 and 20. So everyone was putting everything into the middle on the next game. Like this is the trend of all trends. Like what you talked about and it completely backfired. Not even a target, and they won. And by the way, they beat Jacksonville. They scored 37 points against Jacksonville. He didn't have a catch. So I'm not, I don't want to be the guy that, that ruins this for us. But if you're going to restart a trend, it would be tonight because he just laid the egg. So we'd be actually be getting in off his bad game. And they, and they, they were able to just run all over Jacksonville. Tonight, we expect that they'll have yeah, to he throw carried the ball. it 29 times. That's my point. I'm going on A.J. Brown potentially not playing, or if he does play, not being as effective, them needing Derrick Henry in the pass game and using him. Yeah. 
I like it. Mark, I, I mean, I to me, three catches, 18 yards for Derrick Henry is not crazy. What do you think? It's the, I agree. I mean, yeah. I think Tannehill is going to run a lot tonight myself, but Ooh. I do think uh, I do like the Henry play. Do you like it at three catches? That scares me a little bit that he'd get three. I, I love the catches because up to your point earlier, I think if he could catch one out of the backfield and, and get 18 yards on one play and then not have another reception the rest of the game. Well, that, so that, was, that makes me a little nervous. That's what I'm saying. That's bad. Like the three catches would be, he's only gone. You say three or more, Scotty. He needs three or more. Three. Yes. Well, he's done that twice this year and he had six in the other game. He had two in the other. Um, what if you just took out the catches and just went with the 18 yards over? We could do that. We could do that just to, just to be a little safe. Yeah. I understand the logic, uh, Scotty. It's just, I, I think safer than that especially because there's so many different options we can use here. I don't think we have to use that. I one. say we go over the 18 yards. That one's, that one scares me enough where I just would like that one, but it would suck to have him go, you know, two for 20 hit, hit the over on the yards and not get the catches. We'd be like, Oh man, why'd we do that? One, one yeah. guy. Yeah. I'm with you. Let's, let's yeah. take out the number. Uh, speaking of receiving yards though, and receptions, mm-hmm. I, I like Cole Beasley. A little bit tonight with this with this Tennessee secondary, it, it's bad. It's a bad secondary. Um, so I also the, like the fact, and I haven't looked at his stats. I'll bring him up now. He's been kind of MIA lately. Yep. And mm-hmm. I think this may be a chance to kind of get him on a little comeback night. I'm always afraid of him anyway. But if I'm going to bring up his game log for you guys and give you what he's done because he's been strangely missing. You ready for the last two games? Yep. One catch for five yards, and then against Houston in a 40 to nothing game, two catches, 16 yards. Wow, that's wild. And that was coming off the Washington game of 11 catches for 98. So I'm telling you, the last two games, I've looked for him in props. He has been garbage. Yeah, I like it. I like it, and I almost Again, like coming that he's, back. In, correct. Yes, you're coming in off. You're buying low on him, right? Because otherwise, I think you might see this prop more at six or seven. What is his number? Uh, it's five catches, and it is uh, sixty yards. Five for sixty. Or I'm sorry, uh, forty-three. Forty-three yeah, yards. That's, that's, sixty. Sixty is Emmanuel Sanders. Five for forty-three on Beasley. Yep. I like, I like the forty-three a lot. I'm not a. I'm not thrilled about the six. Getting to six catches, you said. Uh, five. Oh, getting to five. What do you think, Mark? Yeah. Um. He's just. He's caught three total passes in two games, and now we're asking him to catch five tonight. I don't think it's a good play. I like the yardage. I actually think he'll go over 43, although he hasn't gone over that. He hasn't even gone over 20 in the last two games. This is a really bad Tennessee second. I know it is. Really it's, bad. Yeah. It's the number of catches that always holds me up because he could catch a nice, nice 25 yarder and we'll feel great. But I don't see him having more than like three catches myself. Really? I That's... just don't. I mean, hmm. All right. So. Would you rather go at Diggs with eight catches? So let me give you a little bit on Diggs town. So Diggs, as you know, led the league in catches last year. He's actually come under his under the number in three of the five games so far. So three other non-Diggs dudes have at least 18 catches. Emmanuel Sanders, who we've talked about, 19 catches. 
Dawson's Creek Knox, you guys mentioned, 18 catches. That's not to mention, and we just bet Beasley, who's had who's just two catches behind Diggs for the for the lead. Allen's gonna spread it around. And you guys are telling me that they may need to air it out. I don't know about need, but that they will. Um what is his catch total? Eight. It's too high. How about how about yeah. your Dawson's Creek knocks at four? Uh, four catches for 41 yards. I'll bring up his log. I kind of like that even better than Diggs. Um, and I shouldn't, I know, but I'm trying to like sneak one out here. I don't see him having more than three catches either. Well, he was on fire in that other game, right? I mean, he caught everything that moved. I remember that. Um, we might be better off going with the quarterbacks because both these two are going to spread it around, I think, because there's so much talent on each team. That's a good point. Let me give you Knox right now through five games. And obviously, everyone, by the way, his number has to balloon because of what he's done in the last couple of games. So this is amazing. He was, he was, he caught a 53 yarder against Kansas City. So that, that changes things. He was three catches for 117. Five for 37 against Houston, four for 49 against Washington, two for 17, and four for 41 in his first two games. So there hasn't been a game where he's had anything less than two grabs. And there's only been one game where he's really late in egg yardage wise, and that was against Miami at 17 yards. Uh, the other yards have been 41, 49, 37, 117. And his catches are all in the. How many catches do you have, Matt? Four. It's high. It's on the higher end, but he's hit it. He's hit it twice this year. Three, if you count the Houston game. You guys wanted to look at the quarterbacks. Yep, might as well, because I agree. Instead of worrying about the individuality. Passing yards for Tannehill, 242. For Uh, Allen is 296. All right. I actually probably like Allen more than even Tannehill. Like I told you, if A.J. Brown's not there, and they're also going to be handing to Henry a lot. I do not love him going over that number. Uh, I agree. Tannehill has hit the under in three of the five games this year, and Buffalo, like I said, they're 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 holding they're holding teams to one seventy three per in the air. Now it's different. You can look at their schedule. They played some bad teams, but this is against a very good secondary, very good. And you're asking Tannehill to almost hit two fifty without without AJ Brown, maybe. He's going to tuck and run a lot tonight, I think. So what's his rushing yards? Tannehill's rushing yards are 17. I think that's a no-brainer, personally. I like that. I like that better than him trying to hit 240-something passing. And you like Allen. So we like Allen above 296. I I, I do. I do. Uh, We like Tannehill at plus 17 rushing yards. Do we like Knox at 41 receiving yards? I do. I don't like the yep. number of catches, but I'm good with the yardage. Okay. Yep. Beasley at 43. Yep. And then we like Derrick Henry at, at uh, 18. 18 receiving, receiving yards. yards. It's so sneaky. I hope it comes through. So that's that's five way right there, at, and it's seven to one. We can throw one more thing Let in me, there. And then, but while you're doing that, I am going to pull up 
Tannehill's rushing yards just to make sure we're uh, we're feeling good about that. And how about Josh Allen at three touchdowns? Uh, you know, that's that's always a tough one. That's... Tannehill's yard, Tannehill stats this year have been pretty bad. Rushing? Here's ta- All, everything. Here's Tannehill's rushing yards. 21 yards against Jacksonville, nine against the Jets, 56 against Indy. 27 against Seattle, 17 against Arizona. I like, I like that bet. That's a, that's a really good prop, I think. So Tannehill good over how many? That. 17. Yep, 17 yards rush. So we've got 17 rushing yards yep. for, for Tannehill. Tannehill. We've got three touchdowns and 296 yards for Josh Allen. Knox at 41 receiving mm-hmm. yards. Beasley at 43. Mm-hmm. Derek Henry at 18. That pays 18 to 1. Yep, I like that. It's the, the the one that I mean. There's a couple that are I'm a little nervous about. It's Henry getting those 18 receiving yards, and Josh actually getting three touchdowns. But I think that I think we'll get him. Actually, the only one that really is kind of nerve wracking to me a little bit is making sure Beasley's actually involved tonight, and Henry getting those 18 yards receiving. That's going to be interesting to me, but I like the value. $55.5 pays a grand. I think it's worth it. One, two, three, four, five, six-way feast. Six ways. And we're on Josh Allen. Tannehill just needs to run, get moving with those legs. And three, three touchdowns from Josh Allen. I know. Yeah, but we think that he you know, he might run one in. Is this passing only? Uh, yes. Not three anytime touchdowns. Correct. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Where, what are the anytime touchdowns for Josh Allen? Oh, Maybe we take out the three passing and put in three anytimers. They don't. Uh, he's plus one twenty there. You think one rushing over three? I'm just passing? saying, it wouldn't pin us down to. Yeah, it wouldn't pin us it's down. What if they play. get down to the one yard line? He sneaks it in. We're gonna all be crying. <laughs> well, what does it do to the odds? Well, which one do you want to take out? His three passing touchdowns replaced with three anytime touchdowns. Oh, okay. Let's or see. just can you can you keep can you do? Boy, I don't like that though. Right. I I don't like rooting for the quarterback to run one in. No, no, he doesn't have to run one in. That's my point. If he does, though, it counts for us. That's my point. Counts oh. as one of the three. Oh no, that's not an option. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, I just didn't want to all get pinned down to that. They had to be passes. That's all. Right. No, no. Unfortunately, it's. Only three passing touchdowns. That's the only option. Or or right. touchdowns scored, which means he'd have to run or or catch one. Which I don't like him running one in. I think to me that's a lock. Okay. Fifty five fifty pays nine nine nine, which is very similar like to what we number. had last week, which was eighteen to one. Cha ching. All right. It's a fun one. It's a fun one. Let's hope for a high-scoring game. Let's hope for a lot of passes, a lot of running, a lot of little action with Derrick Henry on the side, a little side action with Henry. And let's get him one screen pass and then bust it, big fella. Now, you got to tell Mark what happened last week and how our player props just kind of worked out so easily last week because of the game script. So, yeah, we we, we had, you know, that game in the Colts against – Baltimore and it was a it was a wild affair we were a little worried because we had to get 
Carson Wentz to 22 completions. And I think he wound up getting to 25. Now, remember, that game went to overtime. I can't quite remember if he threw it at all in OT. But we needed Hollywood Brown to get to like 5 and 60-something, and he caught a long one. Um, it, it it was weird, Mark, the way it worked out so early for us. Like, we, we had it all checked earlier than we really needed to, outside of maybe the Wentz completions. I can't quite remember. We got We got it with nine minutes to go in the game. I mean, it was wow. there was one where there was no the sweat, only the so. only one. And by the way, we we did this after the pod last week. Like on the pod, we actually missed one. Yeah, we missed uh, Jonathan Taylor getting over sixty one yards. He had fifty three, and so and that one we thought we were really going to be okay with. Wentz was twenty had twenty five completions. We nailed that. We had, I think we had Lamar going over a certain amount of yards passing. Did we not? Yep, yep. And like he and he threw something. for four hundred. Yeah, four forty-two. Yeah. yeah, and oh, the one that I threw in, which which makes me happy because it was a total lock, was Mark Andrews. Well, and we had Ravens yeah. to win the game. Oh yes, <laughs> the, the right, the one that we felt most comfortable with. We needed the Ra- the Ravens were down nineteen, so we're going to check all these boxes, and the Ravens are going to lose the game. They wound <laughs> up winning the game, and we pulled out another one. So we were essentially one for one on the prop parlays, but um, we really liked Andrews. Hollywood Brown went nine for one twenty-five, so he shattered what we needed. Uh, we had Lamar, we had the Raven, we had Wentz, and then the only one we missed on the on the pod was Jonathan Taylor. So this one's a little different than the one we just did tonight, and that we're taking this huge run threat in Henry and trying to get him some receiving yards. But let's hope AJ Brown doesn't play. Let's hope Tannehill's running for his life a little bit, and let's hope that Allen airs it out the way he's been airing it out. Yep. Yep. At 18 to one, it's worth the shot. It's worth the shot. So, all right. That is the cashing out podcast. We will be back next Monday for Anthony Rothman, Moneyline Mark. I'm Scotty Vegas. I'm Scotty Vegas. We'll see you next Monday on cashing out. Atlas Butler is built to keep you comfortable and our plumbing services are no exception. You can rely on Atlas Butler for trusted, convenient plumbing and drain service. Our expert plumbers and drain specialists can take care of anything from a broken water heater to a clogged drain. Call today, get it fixed today. That's our pledge to you. Atlas Butler is at your service call.